Hey, it's pre-roll Jake talking at you once again, this time to remind you that you have until Halloween to get yourself some Jeff merch. You like talking mongooses? You like decades old peanut butter ad campaigns? Then Choosy Moms Choose Jeff can be yours in t-shirt or hoodie form, but you have just over a week after this episode drops to make that happen. Folks, he's the fifth dimension. He's the eighth wonder of the world. He can be on your torso, but only if you swing by superduperstitious.com slash shop before Halloween. All right, it's about as long as I can stretch the spooky ambient part from the beginning of our theme song. Episode deploy. Dare we just drop the introduction? The introduction. Take me on the journey of your podcast. All right. Are you Are you ready? For, all right. Strap Strap yourself in. Um, <clears throat> and welcome to Super Duperstitious, the paranormal podcast about the science behind the spooky and the strange. I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake, and hey. uh, we're back for another episode. And I'm talking about this part. Now you can You can do it next time, but I'm doing this one. Okay, fine. We're back for another episode. It's October. Normally, we talk about a bunch of science stuff and also the spookiness of that, or the other way around. It's Halloween month, so we're mostly just doing the spooky part. We also front-loaded the month with a bunch of science, so we're just talking about Halloween now. We don't care. You can put your notebooks away. Not going to be a quiz this week. Um, so yeah, this free. week, we should start doing that. That might encourage some actual yeah. participation. Our listenership went down to five. <laughs> From the upper, uh, like, tens that it was at tens. before. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we have a guest this week. Uh, if you have been on the internet at all in the past, basically, 20 years, you're surely at least loosely familiar with his work on The Adventures of Dr. McNinja. Uh, he's also written for Adventure Time Comics, The Unbelievable Gwenpool, a lot of other stuff that is awesome and great. I'll let him introduce himself. You have more Chris Hastings. Hello. Hello. I'm here and I, I did write Dr. Big Ninja and other comics. I'm just just addressing these wild rumors that have been put out <laughs> at the show intro. Wait, you did? But yes, of course, we are today going to talk a bit about that weeniest of seasons. <laughs> Halloween. You made some indication in early talks with you via email that you seem to have a bit of interest in Halloween. I love Halloween. Halloween, uh, as as a child grows into a man, Christmas is no longer the favorite. Halloween is. <laughs> you're, you're saying Halloween is a man's a man's yeah. season. <laughs> it's it's a season for this man. I tell you I'll what. I tell you what. <laughs> I don't need no presents no more. I need constant plastic reminders of the skeleton in my body and that satan is coming for my soul one day i tell you what you can also i've i've seen lately you can find skeletons of bugs from the oh. inside you can find oh. skeletons of apples this started a few <laughs> apples they started a few years ago where we had skeletons of like dogs but the, the ears had bones yes i we've got some of those uh in my neighbor's lawns uh uh cat skeletons that have the ears yeah yeah and then rats and bats too. They've expanded that to they now have spiders that have skeletons. The uh, cephalothorax and abdomen are both basically rib cages. Um, mm -hmm. The most advanced version of this I've seen so far was this year, and I have a picture somewhere uh, a an octopus skeleton. Uh, all these famous creatures <laughs> that have uh, have endoskeletons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yes, Halloween. Chris, what got you into Halloween in the first place? Um, I think it was uh, more a realization that I am naturally drawn to sort of the fantasy elements that are like all year round. Like I, I like ghosts and vampires and werewolves and witches, uh, etc. And all of, then suddenly, like all this stuff that I like all the time is mm. just everywhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like real. It was like when I'm in the like. You know, it's like stuff like, it's like I went to the pharmacy and I see there's a display of like this horrifying shrouded skeleton Oof. like creeping over the vitamins. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, so we're we're all just into this now. Like <laughs> um, we've just agreed. and I also just like I like that, like all of this imagery is just mocking death. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. 
I really enjoy that. that. And um, I also sort of like the idea that like, well, may- maybe maybe it is just one night. The walls between universes grow thin and we must <laughs> put on our spookiest outfits to scare away the devils. Like, did we Ooh. really believe this at some point? Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> You know, and also just fond memories of like dressing up as Darth Vader and going to get candy. Oh, classic. We all dress as Darth Vader at least once, right? Wyatt, yes? <laughs> uh, how do I put this? <laughs> no. I forgot you were locked in the basement for the majority of your childhood. Halloween for me was mostly a basement experience. <laughs> you hear all the kids laughing, singing even outside, <laughs> getting candy. <laughs> no, Halloween was fun. I'm remembering right now many costumes that were nature-based. I think one I was very proud of in grade school. Proud to the point that I wore it to school, I think a few days before I should have, (laughs) because I'm pretty sure I was the only kid in a costume on that day, but saw the day through. That costume, of course, was a bat, and I had little sticks on the sides that allowed me to extend the wings out. Ooh. This was in... This was last year? (laughs) No, of course, second grade. I am, of course, teasing... But yeah, no, Chris, I think I feel the same way in terms of just how the mystique of the season was so special and mm-hmm. kind of seemed like, oh, you know, maybe just for this little part of the year, we can uh, think about believing in magic and weird stuff and things like that, which I guess is kind of one of the appeals of this show now. It's an excuse to think about those things on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, also the the costume part of it has always been a huge thing for me. Even in the past few years when I've had no place to go, no reason to make a costume, I've still done it anyway. And that's been fun, too. You've made some seriously impressive costumes, I must <sighs> I must add, as well. I mean, I've tried to. I've always gotten too heavy on the elaborate side. Even as a kid, I always just really liked to get really elaborate with my costumes. That was a big, fun part of it for me. Way back when, up till now. Do you have any favorite costumes from childhood, Chris? Um, or adulthood? <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> I think when I was four years old, my mom made me uh, an Orko from He-Man costume. And like that one was really great. And then I I think a lot of my childhood costumes after that were not terribly impressive. Um, I was, you know, excited to get the store versions of of whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but let's see, as an adult, I've had much more fun costumes. (laughs) Um, Like, I I was sexy Gandalf (laughs) one year. So just regular Gandalf? Right, exactly. Well, it, it did. It started with a regular Gandalf costume, and then I hiked the robe up around it and tied it off at my midsection to reveal gold lame short shorts. Oh. And then I just had boots that looked like they would be his boots. Um, and then you know I put on eyeliner and such. Uh, that also sounds like sort of uh, Grecian battle ready Gandalf. If I'm a honest. little bit, yeah. Um, and that was also fun because we. Uh, my wife and I hosted that party, so I did my Gandalf-themed cocktail that I would serve everybody, ah. which was basically, it was like a tiki drink that I had like overproof rum-soaked uh, lime wheels mm. that I would then light Ooh. on fire and then take a little bit of cinnamon out of Gandalf's magic pouch and throw it at the fire, and that causes it to like flame up and spark. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's so, so cool. like. Yeah, put on a little show with the cocktail with a sexy Gandalf. <laughs> I like that very much. Um, given that it was sexy Gandalf, I also was not sure if that was a drink and a story or just the drink. It's both, man. It's both. I tell you exactly. Jake, did you ever finish the Demogorgon costume? I did not. Uh, so three years ago, we started this podcast. Is that right? 2017? Yeah. And at the time, I was working on... I was very adamant that I was going to make a, a Demogorgon costume for uh, Stranger Things-style Demogorgon. And I wanted to have like the weird, long, creepy fingered hands. And like I made some digit degrade stilts. And that's as far as I got. I made the mechanical hands. I made the stilts. Didn't I, I don't have any background in fabricating stuff at all. I just have a background in liking to overthink things and <laughs> kind of having an idea of where I'm aiming. I also wanted to have the head open and close its mouth flaps. I got as far as the other parts. Like, wait a minute. Halloween is next week. And I have... None of the rest of the costume ready. He's like, well, I guess I'll do it next year. <laughs> it may still work. We'll, we'll see. There's still, I think, going to be at least one more season of that show. And if I can get the costume done <laughs> by the time that show happens, it'll still be relevant. I very much hope, hope to see it someday. I wanted to do, back when Game of Thrones was still happening, the wildling guy, the wild folks. Oh, dude. you could Braun? pull that off. Yeah, I, what, I can't think of the name either. Redheaded 
character from from the insurance commercials, right? Or travel commercials? <laughs> I think you may be right. And he says like, ah. You yeah. don't have to be a Viking to enjoy savings <laughs> on hotels or something. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> torment. I very much torment. wanted to torment. Thank you, my gosh. Uh, I very much wanted to do him for Halloween. I got too late a start on my costume, which and we're just up- purely talking start of the costume. You mean start of your beard that will take a year, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> quickly, quickly trimming elsewhere, applying glue to the face. <laughs> I. It, this this precipitated me in a series of thrift stores buying any kind of rag or rug or sort of furry looking <laughs> fabric I could find because of course he has he wears this large sort of armored coat made up of animal skins in the show and I wanted to replicate that in some way as I'm pulling this together <laughs> my friend uh, punctured the whole plan it was just like you look like you're turning into some sort of rag homeless man. But uh, so it goes. Anyway, I did pull off Dallas from Alien, though, which was fun. There you go. Yeah, I've always loved the excuse to wear a costume aspect of Halloween. That's a good part. Feeling like it's harder to find that nowadays. Just needing to have like friends who want to dress up or whatever. Did a little bit in college. I guess I did make a Slenderman costume one time. Just remember, it was, that also involved stilts. I guess I like stilts-based stuff. I don't you know. are comfortable on stilts, is what you're saying. No, not at all. That's the thing. I just keep <laughs> doing it anyway. No, I am a danger to myself and those around me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, the costumes are always fun and the being spooky. The candy also is a plus. Now, candy, this is a big topic of debate. What, and this is a question for everybody, favorite to most reviled Halloween candy? You can take some time if you need to think about it. Favorite is Twix. Um, All right. Yeah, I would always sort out the Twix. um, Because, you know, most most houses are doing those variety packs of the fun-sized. I'm not even going to count, like, the wealthy houses I visited that gave out full-size candy bars. Whoa. Um, like, yes, of course, getting a full-size candy bar in there is great. Whatever. It's like, that doesn't count. <laughs> I, I don't think that needs to be part of the conversation. Um, yes, yes. As that's far fair. as reviled... That's uh, more format than than type anyhow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, now and laters. Or, no, not now and laters. Um, sh- what's the, the licorice Mike and I? Oh, yeah. Oof. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? They're yeah, purple and white. Uh, yeah. Good and plenties. Good and plenty. Good, good and plenty are good. I agree. Well, now here's the thing. I love licorice now. I really I really like anise flavored stuff now, but as a kid, didn't have that palate. That's fair. It's part of the growing into being a man of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Mike and Ike's are very polarizing. I feel, or now uh, Good and Plenty's. Excuse me. Good yeah, I like Mike and Ike's, and that, right. and they were on. They were near the top of my list as a kid too. And don't get yeah. me started on Mike and Plenty's. Mike and Plenty's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> disgusting. Oh. <laughs> the thing is, I was about to say something like I was gonna make a joke about like, oh, you want like lemon lime and uh, licorice, and then I'm just thinking of like literally a cocktail that I made recently that had that flavor <laughs> profile, and I'm like, oh no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound good but not to a 10 year old licorice is a hard sell i feel like i always leaned more towards the chocolate stuff uh still kind of do mm. probably kit kats most of all and i here's my controversial take on candies and stuff i whenever i get the fun sized kit kats it's just the two in one little thing i always just eat them straight i don't break them apart i just eat them <laughs> as they are which I know is sacrilege well, for a Kit Kat, but sometimes there's the thrill in uh, breaking the rules. <laughs> well, that's that's what you're breaking, actually. Turns out least favorite. I'm gonna go with either pot of honey. Is that what it was called? Or oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that or, tied with Necco wafers. Oof. Oh, Necco wafers are tragic. Now, did those did those make it? Were those more regional? Because they're produced in Massachusetts. Did they get down to like Maryland and stuff? We had them. Okay. in Maryland. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, in college, a friend of mine just went as a Catholic priest uh, to the college Halloween party, and he had Necco wafers that he gave out as communion. <laughs> just to be honest. That awesome. is great. Ultra sacrilegious. I like that very much, though. It's a good <laughs> yeah. one. That's fun. I, dis- I deeply dislike American Smarties. I do like the Canadian version. Hmm. Same name, different candy. They're basically M&Ms with a different candy shell. Hmm. Those oh, I, good. I really hated those M&M knockoff Smarties as a kid. <laughs> what? I, yeah. Well, I, me, I they guess. had a weird flavor to me. I don't know. If I tried them as an adult, maybe I'd like them. Oh, that's fair. No, no. Thank you. Of course I will be fair. 
I'm not going to. I'm not going to trash an entire nation's version of an M&M like based off of a a 25 year old memory of the last time I tried them. Trust me, I had this on good account. I tried these a while ago. <laughs> it tasted a bit weird. Yeah, anything unfamiliar when you're a child is just not okay for some reason. It's like this isn't the exact thing I'm used to. It's bad. Ooh. Here's a here's a controversial take. I do not mind mounds or almond joy. Oh, I love both. Yeah, I like them both. Oh Wait, wow, what's, this what's is what's going on. What's the problem? We don't like this coconut? is a, this is rare company. I think that's I think that's the case. I think next to licorice flavor is coconut flavor. Folks <laughs> oh. get super polarized on. Just to explain how I was able to get so many of those from my little brother. Ah, there you go. Um, I thought he was the weird one. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Um, now, of course. The Halloween candy, you have to separate out anything mint flavored immediately. <laughs> right? Interesting. Because it will flavor all of your chocolate mint. That is a good point. If it's sitting there long this? enough, I don't, I don't know. know that I've had this. I don't know if I had very many mint flavored candies. Oh, if you get like some Halloween. York peppermint patties in your Halloween Ooh. candy, you got to get them out of there or else <laughs> everything tastes a little out. minty. <laughs> I don't know if we, it really, maybe it's because in the frozen north, we didn't want things that reminded us of the winter months that were coming, but I don't remember have having Have what any... happens to people when they bite into those things? <laughs> That's right. They get a sensation, or so I've heard from commercials, again, least... 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. They at least taste it. Yeah, York peppermint patties are good, though. Have you have you ever tried freezing those bad boys and then taking oh, a bite? Oh, recently. That was like one of my first quarantine snacks when Ooh, I'm like Latoury. loading up on groceries. It's like, you know what? I haven't had a York peppermint patty in a while, and I don't know the next time I'm going to leave my house. <laughs> this is in March. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, throw them in the freezer. They're great. Now that you've reminded me of it, I'm going to buy more of my next grocery. Like, there you go. That one's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I'm going to have to pay. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> the idea, though. Thank you. What we should have done, instead of sending you direct from the manufacturer the uh, tote bag, I should have sent it here, filled it with peppermint patties, and then mailed it to you. That would have been over-the-top generous and like thoughtful to the point where I would be worried that it it meant that I owed you a lot more than just having to like show up to talk about Halloween once. <laughs> I gotta go like sweep their houses now, right? Like, the There's a note in the bag that's like, yes, you do. <laughs> now you brought up a thing that I never encountered growing up, but Maine is a whole different place. Uh, you got you went to places that had full size candy bars. So, tr- what generally mm. describe your trick or treating experience? As a child, what what did that look like? A general night out and about? Sure. So for like uh, most of my single digit childhood years of treating. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, right. So for, like, let's say from five to nine, um, that was in my neighborhood in West Virginia, which was a very small community in the middle of the woods. Not a lot of trick or treating to be had. And uh, honestly, I didn't really care for it for most of the years because hmm. instead of doing the house to house thing like we did the first year, as more houses hmm. were built in the community, more families came, like it turned into um, a hayride instead of going house to house individually. Whoa. So, and it was during the daytime. Well, because we also lived next to a farm. So nah. the farm was like, let's do a hayride for all the kids. And so we'd That's get cool. on the hayride. And then just drive that around the neighborhood, all the kids in the one thing together in our costumes in the daylight, house to house. And I remember I was was like, this is not what Halloween's supposed to be like. It's supposed to be nighttime. I'm supposed to be going up to a house. I'm supposed to say trick or treat. We're not just supposed to pull up a tractor like on the edge of someone's driveway. And then a nice lady comes out of the house to give us all our candy as we just sit there. Yeah, really. Saved you candy eating energy, though. I suppose. I guess. I don't know. And then, but then after that, when I was like um, very much on the edge of too old for uh, <laughs> Halloween for the next couple of years, um, <laughs> like let's say ten. To, I think I stopped at twelve. Okay. I went to a friend's neighborhood because he lived like in an actual like he lived in the city. Um, now I want to be very clear. This is the city of Cumberland, Maryland, which is a very small city, the city that but it's never still sleeps. a lot of, it, it like, it was like a suburb. It was like a proper suburb. And he lived in a upper middle class to upper class neighborhood. 
Mm. And uh, so we got to do the proper Halloween experience now we're talking. Uh, where I would sleep over at his house and we'd go house to house. And yeah, some of those houses gave you the full thing of candy. Wow. It was a ton of fun. Also, in West Virginia, we lived where no cable TV got to. So I grew up without television. Interesting. Um, but at my friend's house, we go we'd go trick-or-treating eat our candy in front of the television and Oof. watch scary movies that were on, you know, TBS. <laughs> that wow. is, sounds like a treat. This is actually reminding me. It was me, great. Reminding me of a time I went, I, we got sugary ish cereals when I was a kid. This is a, this is a Halloween tangent, mostly in line with going to a friend's house and they have a certain privilege that you don't. And so you abuse it into the <laughs> ground, which was, they had, I didn't get sugary cereal. We got like the semi sugary stuff. They had a cereal that was uh, limited release, Timon and Pumbaa's Bugs and Dirt or something like this. <laughs> okay. And it was essentially, if you combined Cocoa Puffs with just the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. Mm. If, if I were to guess, that's what I would have guessed from that, from that title. I was kind of hoping gummy worms were just in the cereal, <laughs> but... <laughs> They're like dehydrated. You got to leave them in the milk for a really long time. <laughs> They're like, why are we selling this? Um, yeah, I ate the entire box and oh, their mom yelled at me <laughs> with good reason. I couldn't oh, stop man. myself. I was I was a I was a boy transformed by the power. I of did that exact sugar. same thing at my cousin's house once uh, where it was like they had like a third. They had like a sub basement that was a full pantry. And Whoa. I just. I ate an entire box of frosted mini wheats one day, Ooh, and they're, the they're just like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> yeah, you're getting that sit down talk. Do you yeah. realize? <laughs> can you imagine having a kid over in your house and they do I that know. to you? Though, like, you can really see it. Like, it's a problem. <laughs> you really can. Oh my god, I feel like I would scold that kid, but also be like, "Listen, I get it. I get it. Oh, Got to go home, but I get it. <laughs> you can never oh, come man. back, but I get it." Never come back. Yeah, you can't be friends with my imagine. My imagine child anymore. going to the grocery store and your kid. Like it's one of those days where it's like you have to bring your kid with you. Like it's not a school day. They you don't have daycare. You got to bring the kid along to the grocery store. The kid sees this Timon Pumbaa cereal, and they're like they begging you for the special edition Lion King cereal that you know is awful for them. But they're like whatever, it's one box. You get it. The next day, the friend comes over. They house the oh, entire no. box. Like. <laughs> Just, I'm just thinking of that journey that cereal box went on to before oh. you got it to it. You, you, that's true. You raise a very good point, actually. My goodness. <laughs> well, you have to go back and apologize. You have to go. I probably it. do. They live in the area. I might swing by. Listen, you should make I'm them sorry. a nice little card. I bet that'd be fun. It's true. Maybe, maybe put in some. Maybe I could actually. You know what? Maybe I'll go out and buy a box of Cocoa Puffs and a box of Lucky Charms. Take the time to separate them out. Well, I guess the Cocoa Puffs come pre-sorted. Car- <laughs> carve those marshmallows into bugs. <laughs> carve the marshmallows into bugs. <laughs> like Zacto knife. They're super artfully done. It's excruciating detail. <laughs> they don't remember. They don't remember. <laughs> They're confused. They have They're no idea who you are. They instantly call the police. They don't even remember who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I brought you the cereal. I'm sorry. Why is it opened? <laughs> it looks like you ate half of it. I may have eaten half on the way here. There's what seems to be a lot of blood on the cereal and the box. I was working hard on this. Yeah, yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears. That's what they told me. Um, but so yes, Halloween, of course, Halloween. Yeah, uh, and Halloween is great, and cereal is definitely part of that. Um, trick-or-treating for me was a matter of driving from the part of town where you couldn't really walk house to house to the part of town where you could. Um, usually starting for actually my best friend at the time happened to live in the one actual neighborhood in the town of Norwich Rock, Maine. I uh I I had one house on my route that would give out the supersized bar, the more than fun size, the full oh. size, even king size like they're just flexing on kids kind of thing where you're like I'm most offended by this man. Why are you giving me this? One of those 4-foot Toblerones? The <laughs> 4-foot Toblerone. <laughs> Hope you brought a pillowcase, my friend, cuz this thing needs somewhere to go. And uh, the very next house, always, always without fail, would be the house that gave me the, like, pencil sharpener, the eraser, some little handful of something. One guy actually gave us a roll of pennies one year. Uh, Whenever I was writing uh, Adventure Time comics, uh, I got, like, loads and loads of comps. And so one year gave those out to trick-or-treaters in Brooklyn. Just Adventure Time comics had so many of them. That's cool. Oh, my God. Were they receptive? 
Did they realize what kind of gold they were getting? I'm told it went over well. Um, the thing is that I didn't live in a neighborhood that did trick-or-treating, so I gave them to friends that were. Um, they said it seemed to go over ah, great. That's awesome. But I just, I've, I've heard of other people getting comic books. Like, like I've heard the urban legends of like kids who are like, they gave out comic books. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's, let's do that one year. But that one kid who just wants the candy, what the hell's this? You get enough candy. Read a book. <laughs> there you go. Put this in your head. Come on. I got one time a uh, a family. I think one of them was running for local office, and so they had Uh-oh. like um, lollipops, and they put these little paper things on. I said, "Tell your mom and dad to vote for so and so." And I'm like, "You kidding me? Come on, man." Mm. Worse than a toothbrush. That one. Yes. Oof, the toothbrush classic. Oh my gosh. Um, pumpkin carving. I'm safe to assume we're all carve heads in this household. In this collective house, that's what we're called, right? Of carve heads. <laughs> carve heads. Yeah, I love I love a, a good a good carve. Um, <laughs> I do the thing where like I'll I'll uh, make my design in Photoshop and then print it out, Whoa. and then uh, I will I'll use like a little push pin to essentially like trace the drawing that's on the piece of paper into like a very light, almost like tattoo style, like tiny little pinpricks onto the pumpkin to give myself the lines to carve. And like, I'll do the thing where I don't carve all the way through the pumpkin so that you can do more intricate designs. Like just carve the flesh very, very thin. So the light comes out. And then that way you don't have you've, to worry about like you punching out zones. I'm amazed you preempted the question that I drafted, which was carve all the way in or just the meat part. <laughs> and <laughs> sounds like we have high, high resolution carver here. I'm impressed. Yeah, I do. Th- I do it serious. Um, yeah. I like Let's, the casual way you threw out the idea of designing your pumpkin in Photoshop. Yes, yes, yes. This whole thing started whenever, for one, like one year's Halloween party, um, I decided I I just wanted to carve as many pumpkins with Arnold Schwarzenegger on them as possible. <laughs> Don't Naturally. ask me why. I thought. Th- th- oh, like, it seems logical. It's a phase we all go through. I guess so. Anyway, I yeah, I, so I took photos of Arnold Schwarzenegger and then like bumped up the contrast and made them into like black and white images that I could put onto pumpkins. And then I was like, oh, this works great. I'm gonna just do this forever now. That's awesome. What what have you done since? Those were honestly the most impressive. They took the most <laughs> amount of work, and I haven't done any celebrities on a pumpkin since then. Uh, <laughs> it it was way too much effort. Um, but like That's I don't funny. know. Let's see. I um. Yeah, I did like a good skull one time. I uh, last year I did uh, like a boo for Mario. That's which good. Was fun. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was like my my wife and I did, like she did uh, one of the ghost type Pokemon, and I did a boo, and we put those on our stoop because like oh, this is still family friendly, you know. That's cute. It's still fun. Nice. Do you do you carve them shallow or I guess deep enough that you can get some light coming through? Yeah, shallow. Uh, we yeah, I make sure that we don't have to puncture it. Uh, the puncturing, yes. The ruining. It's basically just like carving a layer of skin off and then like the back <laughs> is so carved down like thin that like light will come right through. Ah, gotcha. that's so, oh man. I may, I may switch up my, my style. I've had a pretty caveman-like poke out <laughs> triangle eyes, make spooky grin kind of carving experience, but I'm feeling inspired now. We all use hammers to carve our pumpkins, right? <laughs> you just smash them apart. <laughs> <laughs> this got me thinking though i i do not have any plans for a pumpkin this year gotta 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 crack that oh what, i don't know what to do fair enough we literally just got our lanterns today actually they're some of the nicest pumpkins i've ever seen i was shocked what what makes what makes them so good well i'll tell you what makes them good they were reasonably priced they were big and round i like a nice big round pumpkin let me tell you what <laughs> and they have really cool Stemmy bits coming off the top, which I also love because it adds a certain natural flair oh. to whatever kind of uh, profile you're putting on there, which I guess in my case is always going to be a big spooky grinning face, but I want to <laughs> change up my game this year. <laughs> Maybe I'll chisel in a really long sentence that can be illuminated. I hope you're having a very happy Halloween. We don't have candy. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. I feel like no one's going to be going out anyway, but who knows? Chris, did you do a DeBonesby 
uh, carving last year? Ooh. I did. I did. That was the skull I referred to. Uh, I, didn't, uh-huh. I didn't know uh-huh. what level of familiarity your listeners might be in on the podcast I do, so I just said, I did a skull. Hey, this will make them find out if they don't know. That's right. If uh, I, I failed to include that in my introduction at the beginning, although I meant to, uh, you you, did. some Shockingly. folks may also know Chris from the podcast Rude Tales of Magic, a an actual play D&D podcast that is just so great. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you. And I play uh, I play a skeleton man, uh, and uh, who is all, who is a, a a fancy upper class dandy wizard, uh, and I carved him on a pumpkin. This is actually you mentioned earlier that skeletons were frightening. This is kind of an absurd question I wanted to put to you both, but also a dead serious question, which is skeletons in general, scary bone prison, or funny human body shaped marimbas. You can only pick one. I can only pick one. <laughs> The duality is part of the charm. <laughs> Perhaps both. Perhaps both a prison in which you can play on the, the cell walls. Oh, gosh. Mm, uh, you know, it's fine. I do. I, I have I have two skeleton tattoos on my body currently. And one oh of them goodness. is like a very serious skull. And then the other one is um, a cartoon skeleton. Uh, waving a cowboy hat, riding a snail. That's what's um, up. That I got on Halloween, actually. Uh, it was a hollow, yeah, it was like a Halloween flash tattoo thing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, hmm, which do I like? Do I like a serious skeleton or a goofy? I like a goofy skeleton. It could be both. Bunch of different a goofy skeleton. No, I'm going to do goofy it. Goofy skeleton it is. Okay. Jake, do you have uh, a decision? Well, I feel hmm, put on this spot, even though I had a long time to think about it. I was more listening. Uh... I'm just picturing admin from the share zone. Goofy seems to be a good way to go with them, with the Skellingtons. You're both correct. Okay. Oh, thank God. Human body shaped marimbas. I'm so glad you both picked accurately. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, this conversation is flowing along really well. Let's interrupt it completely and make it come to a grinding halt with an ad. I can think of nothing better to do right now. It's the, the podcast show has just way. picked up momentum. Well, this better be an ad for something good. Oh, you, sir, are in luck. Because we simply cannot go on without mentioning a groovy little brewery in western Massachusetts. One that combines ingredients. And uh, we can all jump in here, which is, of course, Dungeons and Dragons. Heavy metal? Heavy metal. And beer. and beer. Okay. To make beer. Those are the three ingredients. This, of course, is Four Phantoms. If you're currently in the New England area and you would like to purchase a brewed beverage, you live in Massachusetts or Rhode Island, you can pick up their brews. Or I guess if you can just travel to Massachusetts or Rhode Island. Go to where the beer is and turns out you can get it. <laughs> you can buy it where it is. <laughs> currently, Four Phantoms is offering two classic flagships, their 2020 edition of Worship Doom, a truly tasty stout brewed with a heavy helping of local syrup, and their New England Witch Called IPA. Now, I have a question. I have two questions for you, Chris. Uh, the first question is, would Sir Frederick de Bonesby be above drinking beer or no? No, of course he will drink a lager or an ale if the occasion is necessary. And of course, in general, in his time, you can't just drink straight water. It's infected with various bacterium and such. You must purify it with alcohol and bubbles. Excellent. Well, I suspect that this would be a beer you would really enjoy. Four Phantoms, being D&D themed, includes all the fantasy elements you would hope. So if you could invent a beer for any kind of D&D class or race, Ooh. what would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, okay, here's what I want. In Dungeons and Dragons, the sorcerer class casts magic with sort of an inborn arcane ability somehow in their blood. Mm. And part of that is that they cast occasionally wild uncontrollable magic they don't study Mm. magic in books and in schools like a wizard does they're just born with it and sometimes it just goes bananas Mm. so i would love a sorcerer beer six pack that is basically you don't know what you're getting they all have the same labels it's stout it's an ipa it's just like straight up rebottled budweiser (laughs) in one of them uh you you've got like a Belgian quad in the other one. You don't know what you're going to get with the Wild Magic Pack. The Wild Magic Pack. That is awesome. Drew, if you're listening. This, yeah, Drew, if you're listening, please do make this. This could work equally well for a sorcerer-themed six-pack or a Russian roulette-themed six-pack. Yes. <laughs> one of the beers just poison. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Hopefully, potentially, 
We'll see one of those things in the near to distant future. In the meantime, we'll just have to settle for delicious and awesome beer coming out of Four Phantoms. Thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you. Back to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have favorite Halloween season movies or traditions that aren't necessarily... I mean, I guess the movies could be on the nose for Halloween, but maybe the traditions are a little more to the left oh. or the right. My favorite Halloween movie is Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> There's a lot of people that die and go to hell, and so Die Hard <laughs> is a Halloween movie. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't know if I have... I don't think I have anything that is not in keeping with the holiday, other than, like... That's fair. That's fair. I, I will do a non-spooky costume. Um, mm. Like, Very a couple of years ago, a bunch a bunch of us went as... I I went as Wario. Wow. And um, Branson from Rude Tales, uh, he was Waluigi. Nice. Ooh, and wow. then Carly, my wife, also from Rude Tales... She was Wapichio. Oh, that's great. I was going to wondering. Yes. Also from Root Tales was Watoed. <laughs> Watoed. So, um, I like this. That was just an excuse to wear a costume. We could have done that at Comic Con. It would have been fine. <laughs> Did their costumes involve upside down T's and you just said it? Wapich, was it? Wapichio? Yeah, so, so, upside down P? Right. So Carly wore like just a straight up peach, like a Princess Peach costume. Okay. Um, with. The Wario hat and mustache, uh. and then Joe wore like was just like Toad with the W put on the mushroom, and he had nice. the mustache. Excellent. Nice. I think the uh, yeah I was not interested in doing weird facial hair stuff as a person who has a beard. So I I basically painted like the mustache bit into like the edges of my beard, so it looked like <laughs> a, a Wario with a beard kind of thing. So it's like it had that. <laughs> I like that, that shape to it, but it was off of my beard, and like, and then the mustache was painted in black into it, so you could see it. There nice. it is. And again, we didn't go anywhere. We just went to Joe's apartment and took some pictures and ate some chips. This <laughs> makes me feel better about my usual Halloween go-to, which is yeah, it's an excuse to dress up in a costume, regardless of the fact that there's really no reason to do so. There was a brief window, like I lived in the portsmouth new hampshire area for like five years and there's a every year there was a halloween parade i attended exactly one time the rest of the time I would, just, I would find a reason to w- make a costume and then just kind of be at home wearing the costume if we got trick-or-treaters cool i have now justified my wearing the costume because someone i don't know has seen it but otherwise yeah just wearing stuff hanging around that works i do not have a halloween tradition other than carving the pumpkin <laughs> so my story's boring <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked the question. I did. I did. I'm go. very happy to hear the answers. I feel like we have a new tradition, which is the show near That's the true. holiday. We record the spooktacular. The spookstravaganza. Spookstravaganza, which I always call, part of the tradition is that I call it the wrong thing and you correct me, I think. <laughs> Might be. Who knows? <laughs> There's not much really set in stone. We got to go together to a haunted, a, an ostensibly haunted location last year. Uh, and it's record true. there, and uh, that was very fun. Tell each other spooky stories by candlelight uh, mm. while recording. This year, not so much, but you know, maybe next nope. year. Um, this does remind me uh, that I I do have what is I guess unusual on a countrywide or global scale Halloween tradition Ooh. that I completely forgot about because I couldn't do it this year. But a friend of mine for the past couple of years, we have been going to what you could call a haunted house. And what is more, I would say, an immersive terror experience that you have to sign a waiver for. Whoa, it's that intense? Uh, It's a thing called Blackout. And it is like, uh, there are no ghosts, uh, but it's just like weird performance art. And (laughs) Sounds like a great slogan, actually. (laughs) Yeah, right. So it's like, they call it a haunted house, but it's really just like... You go into dark spaces and people fuck with you. Ah, um, and the it's it's been mixed experiences. The first year that we did it was really great. The the idea like they really take the atmosphere into account and it's like you go in by yourself. It's a one at a time thing Ugh. and you have to wear a mask. You're not allowed to talk. Again, you sign a waiver. Whoa. And you walk into a dark hall, like following just like the faintest line on the floor, and then suddenly someone grabs you from behind, wow. and they're like, "Get down on your hands and knees," and then you because you, just, you gotta obey or you get kicked out. And Whoa. then at this point, like 
yeah, you just you. I'm trying to remember the first time it's like they put like stuff over my shoes. I realized that like, they were wrapping my shoes in plastic because I was about to walk through like a river in the next room with like the like, <laughs> pouring rain and they're like, I want to protect your shoes. I had to get a password from a hooded figure and. <laughs> Oh, man. Eventually, you start making choices about which path you'll take. And then there's a mm. little bit of a story that, like, you wind up, like, you're trying to save this woman who is in trouble with some people. And then at the end of it, like, they put a gun to the back of your head and, like, <laughs> say that you have to, like, tell them to shoot her or they'll shoot you. It's, like, it's that's just the- taxi driver. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, and then anyway, we both we both ended up in a coffin together, and then the side of the coffin opens out, and you're just shoved back into the street, and it's over. Oh my god! Wow! They're like, never come here again. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was the good year, folks. <laughs> oh no! Wow. That's when it was good. What was the bad year? How was the bad year worse? Yeah, it just wasn't memorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the 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 next time we did it, they did a group experience, and it had some like cool. Stuff that happened was like you walk down a dark hallway and then when you reach the end of it, you all kind of turn around and collectively realize the room you left is no longer there and it's a different room entirely. Like that was like a weird little illusion. Um, But it was also like puzzle solving. Like you walk into a room where there's just like a naked man, literally a naked man screaming at you and he just sprinkles a bunch of keys through a grate on the floor and you have to get the keys to unlock the next door while he runs around and threatens you. Wow. Oh my gosh. It wasn't as scary. And then, like I said, the last time I did it, it just was like, all right, okay, I'm blindfolded and there's a guy breathing in my ear. Fine. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder, yeah, it sounds like they're just trying different tactics. Like maybe this year, this will be the thing that gets, you know, maybe the year that they were like, get on your knees, we're going to protect your shoes. That whole experience. Some folks were like, you know what? Didn't really scare me. But the. breathing in the ear thing it sounds to me like somebody decided they wanted to combine sleep no more with tough mutter but they watched too much too many saw movies tough first. Mutter. <laughs> <laughs> i bet sleep no more does a great halloween thing it's already mm. pretty halloweeny yeah you've gone halloweeny <laughs> uh the be- but yeah the 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 real nail in the coffin for me on the third year was like the one where it's like there's a guy who like makes you sit down and he takes off your shoes but he couldn't figure out how to untie my boots. He's like, <laughs> and he just gave up eventually. <laughs> that is kind of funny. What do they would give him right back? If he got the shoes off, what's he really going to do? You no, know, they throw them, and then you got to walk through the rest of it without your shoes. But you get Aww. your shoes at the end. Huh. That's cool. Um, but I walked through with one shoe on <laughs> one one off, and I was just like, well, I'm not really creeped out so much as I am like a little annoyed it's perturbing maybe that's what they're trying to do now they've shifted from fear to just uh annoyance they're like there now he's lopsided (laughs) man oh man i can't hang you guys are tougher stronger and more resilient than me i'm terrified of those things The, the worst i've ever experienced was literally just a little sort of like trailer home sized bin basically that you wandered through at a pumpkin patch that my family would go to it was all dark they'd have maybe one person sometimes not if he was on his like break in there to be like boo uh as you walk through and it was enough i came out the other side gray hairs didn't even have a beard yet i was probably you know 12 but uh that was more than enough man oh man i guess i should try them though get up the gumption and go I don't want to advertise them too many times on our show because yeah, I brought them up before. Them. Go for it, Jake. Just do it. Maybe they'll start supporting the show. Chris, if you ever find yourself in the uh, greater Portsmouth area of New Hampshire for some reason, A, it's a really just cool, kind of fun seaside town, but B, you will find yourself very close to what's called Haunted Overload. It's a haunted forest attraction that fucking rules. It's so cool. Oh. Even if you, you can, they also have the option to go on a night, they call it Fright Night Light, where they have a couple of them in the month, and you can go, they don't have any of the actors, you just go through all the sights and sounds. That's for me. And uh, it's just so impressive. The stuff that they construct, they build new set pieces every year, they're these giant towering wooden things. It's this great big, like, two-story tall Grim Reaper that you walk past when you first come in. It's amazing. And then I would the, love that. The scariest part of it is also, like, it's, they don't, they, the rule they have is uh, they won't touch you if you don't touch them. Um, so it's much more you just kind of walk through a bunch of different little scenes and stuff and, and they jump out. <laughs> but if you want to throw down, they will fight you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've got like the rumble arena. 
The uh, the haunted house attraction from back home from Cumberland, Maryland, was really interesting because it um, it was partially in um, these Revolutionary War tunnels that run Ooh. underneath the city um, mm. that were also used to hide hide people like escaping from slavery uh mm. you know on the underground railroad and now mm. they it's like you walk through these old tunnels and a ghost jumps out <laughs> at you Ooh. but it's, it's just interesting it's like oh these these have massive historical significance these tunnels that run <laughs> under uh cumberland maryland that were like used to like transport george washington's troops right. and right. like and now it's just like like bah! <laughs> I was going to say, at least if the ghost jumps out, they could be like, have you seen George Washington come through here? In, did, in yeah. 1842, this other thing happened. That would be amazing if it was like this weird, like, it's the ghost history that actually tour. were a part of it. But no, yeah, it was a story about yeah. like a guy with a knife chasing a woman through a church and stuff like the. Because yeah. they connect through the church, I should mention that it's like I see. it's like what the 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 top entrance is through the church, and then it goes down through a hill, and it uh, exits on the banks of the Potomac River. Uh-huh. They're like, well, find a ride home from here. Thanks for attending this. Basically, this... wow, really? <laughs> My goodness, is it a quite a long walk or? No, no, okay. yeah, small town. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you got, you got to walk back up the hill to your. Oh, it's boy. a steep hill. It is. It's just, that's how they got all those tunnels in there. It's 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 a significant hill. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, Lauren and I will have tried. It's a a haunted drive-through. Who? So it's a a group of people who normally do like <laughs> your standard indoor haunted house type attraction. Apparently, they're very highly rated in the area because mm. of COVID. They are doing this kind of thing where you can just be totally sealed in your car. You drive through. They jump out. I guess they will, they made it sound like you're definitely going to get fake blood in your car. Which makes Ooh. me feel like I'm definitely going to get pulled over on the way home. Yikes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, that's coming up in less than a week. I weekend. swear it was a haunted drive through <laughs> officer. <laughs> it would be cool if they um, if they like were able to get a radio frequency Ooh, that you yeah. could tune Ooh. to, that you could like hear stuff. Like you know, certain certain drive through theaters would do that, where you could like tune right. your radio to a, to like the soundtrack of the movie. Yeah, that is a really good idea, actually. Oh my Thank gosh! You. I hope yeah. they take it. They should. They should. If anyone's listening, audio must be part of the experience <laughs> of terror. <laughs> if nothing else, I'll just use my Halloween playlist that I always have, which I should add always ends. I've, I've been developing it since high school, but the last track wow. has always been. Uh, Dance Macabre. So mm. getting to have a podcast I listen to every week that lets me listen to it year round has been. <laughs> I guess when when I heard Honda drive through, I just thought of you would place an order for some food, and when you get to the window, they're like, "Sorry, we don't have your order." It's just ghosts, and they just <laughs> give you a bag full of ghosts. You just you get up to the window, and there's a guy bites her neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ow! What the fuck? <laughs> They're well, like, you wanted this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. It uh, does. I'm very curious how how that works out. It sounds like if they're serious, though, then like they're probably at least a little excited about like the limitations that they have to work with to like inspire them. Yeah, this is true. And hopefully, they don't just like smash up my car. I don't know. Yeah, really. How? <laughs> when, <laughs> aren't you scared? <laughs> this is pretty scary, huh? They take a baseball bat. <laughs> To your Just think light. of the costs that this will incur. <laughs> this is what you get for fucking a stranger in the ass. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, do, do, is it going to be in some kind of dark wood area, or do you I think just sort so. of? That's cool. Let me check. Is it in a dark wood area? <laughs> the car thing? Yes. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Hey, you know what? That's part of the fun. Yes. Discovery. It's actually just a. Uh, a car wash. I was going to say, it makes me think of how this is going to be different than a very normal car wash, but just people <laughs> leaning on your car. That would be, now that's a sale. That's a sale. They clean haunted your car, car while scaring you. <laughs> now these are all like, we talk about haunted houses in the sense of uh, attractions for having fun. Now, in terms of hauntings that are not so fun, have you, Chris, ever had any kind of paranormal experience? Oh, um... I mean, probably not, but I can tell you what I thought was at the time. That counts. More than enough. Yes, yeah, that's I, great. <laughs> I thought so. Um, 
So um, whenever I was a kid, um, <laughs> we uh, we moved. Uh, we we lived on a farm from when I was uh, one years old through five, and then we moved to that neighborhood I mentioned in the middle of the woods um, that was like new. So my family was like one of the first to build a house in there, and so uh, my parents built the house. And uh, but I I became convinced that there were ghosts in the house. What were you a kid? Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, you know there was definitely like a ghost in the basement, and there was a very like specific. You had to turn on the light at the top of the stairs as almost like an airlock to walk to the bottom of the stairs. Where you mm. can turn on the light to the rest of the basement, and then you're good from the ghost. And then mm. come back up. You do that system, but you got to run back up the stairs. Oh, thing is coming for you. You've you've encroached on its territory. Exactly. Um, but like as far as sightings, so I was really sure that I would see things move. Um, mm. Like mm. I saw we had like a faux marble um, bathtub slash shower. And like I could swear that the swirling forms of the faux marble were turning into demonic faces. Whoa. Um, and then my mom was like, no, it's not. Your grandfather made that because that's that's what was his job. He did. It was my grandfather. Wow. Your grandfather would not make a cursed shower, Chris. <laughs> and, You're right, Mom. Thanks. Yeah, and I'd be like, well, okay, but like I saw the doorknob in the bathroom move. I saw it move. Now it's like it was sure it was a trick of the light, whatever. But my mom was like, no, we built this house. It can't be haunted. We, we built, built it, it. curse free. No one lived here. <laughs> you know, and I saw something. It was like, I swore that like I saw faces in the trees, like jumping around mm. and stuff like that. And it was just like, yeah, clearly overactive imagination. But like, hey, I was healthy. absolutely convinced that there was something going on in that mm. house. Nothing on the level of like a ghost sighting where you could even say like, oh yeah, that was carbon monoxide that did that to you. <laughs> <laughs> The only ghost we truly can't see. What is that in Radon in the Northeast? <laughs> yeah, in Radon. I that yeah, actually exactly. speaking of Radon, I was thinking of a time I spent a significant amount of time in a creepy, creepy basement. You know, proper old New England basements in like colonials. They're just stone. It's like not even like an actual built in like, you know, standard sort of cement Would you, slab would you thing. go so far as to say cellar? Yes. I'm not sure what the difference is, so sure. <laughs> Uh, it's just spookier. Full of many molds, full of many spiders, and I made a. For a while, I used to make these oh, yeah. uh, science videos. Uh, I still, I, I will get back into making them again soon, hopefully. Um, but short form explainer type science videos about different topics. I made one about uh, scientific explanations for hauntings, and I wanted to have a good backdrop for certain parts of it. So I did the basement, and so I was just shooting alone in this basement for hours at a time at night. It was really creepy down there, and it was raining very heavily. So there was water just coming down the inside of the walls, and every Ooh. once in a while, the sump pump would go off and scare the hell out of me every mm. single time. It helped just talking out loud to myself the whole time because I was recording. Um, <laughs> but even when I wasn't recording, I was just like just talking out loud to myself anyway, just just in case, just so you feel like you don't have a chance to hear anything else. Safety first. It's, you're just down there taunting God. <laughs> you just go down there and be like, well, of course ghosts aren't real, and I'll prove it by staying in this spooky, spooky cellar where nothing is happening. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm glad growing up that wasn't the basement of the house I lived in. We had a very normal, very comfy basement, but I still always had the creepy feeling of I got to run up the stairs coming out because it's going to get you otherwise. And it was a, a very tight spiral staircase going up from the basement. Oof. And so all of the, there's spaces between all of the steps that something could reach Oof. out and grab you if it needed to. So that wasn't great either. Yowza. That is spook town. Also, oh our house God. may have been very haunted. I don't know. My, <laughs> yeah. sister, my sister and my mom both were very convinced. And we had my sister on a few years ago. Her experience is just still... <laughs> One of the most convincing first-person accounts I've ever heard of a purported haunting. Very spooky. Um, which I don't normally buy, but hers was like, oh my God, what happened there? I mean, I famously have told this story too many times on the show, so I won't tell the full thing right now, but my house was haunted for about three weeks probably <laughs> when I was like it got better. A, a youngling, heard a lot of weird noises, could not explain them. It was strange, but I just sort of like chalked it up to, hey, you know what? Sometimes you just hear weird sounds. I'm home from college. My mom and I are sitting there chatting 
and randomly bring up these weird sounds that I had heard. And she upsettingly corroborates all of them from her own angle. And these were things that I was like, I had chalked up to just like, oh, you know, I'm just imagining things basically. Or I've just, I've just misheard something, but she was equally mystified when she had heard them. Boy, oh boy, spine chilling. And we, uh, we went downtown to the, the old town records. Turns out to cut to the chase, the guy who had the house built for himself back in the Victorian era died in the house under mysterious circumstances fell over the banister they say because of murder just kidding they didn't they don't know why he died there though and obviously is haunting it now uh, forever in the form of a slow shuffling sound coming <laughs> yeah. down the hall towards your bedroom it sounds like a series of uh steam radiators turning on <laughs> activating they don't really turn on right i don't know what radiators do Oh, yes. One more question I have here, which is, of course, uh, with regard to costumes, uh, are any of us here, honestly, and I want you to think honestly on this, brave and short enough to pull off a Krang costume? <laughs> uh, I I did do a Krang costume for a sketch that I wrote. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I have a comic strip that I put on Twitter called Krang is your stepdad. Mm-hmm. This may have been a gentle reference. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, I was going to say, this is oddly specific, but I'll, <laughs> I'll pretend uh, this wasn't an intro because, you know, who doesn't love Crank? It's true. <laughs> I wrote this comic as a, like, a live performance sketch before it was a comic, and oh, I wow. played Crank, and um, I did it by, like, it was in a black box improv theater um, that awesome. had, like, you know, uh, a wall with a window on one side of the stage and a wall with a door on the other. And so I rigged, I I basically made uh, Krang's android body like drawing, a big life-size drawing I was able to paste over the window. Wow. And then I made a Krang like mask that I put on myself to then put my head in the window (laughs) and then had some tentacles that I flopped out of the window too. To work That's with. So awesome. I, I have I have worn a Krang costume with the aid of an entire theater as the body. <laughs> I am thoroughly impressed. That is awesome. My goodness. Yeah, very very worth checking out these comics as well. Anyone out there <laughs> listening yeah, right now? I, I think it's a pinned tweet at the moment. I'm not sure. They're quite enjoyable. But you can check out hashtag Krang is my step Krang is your stepdad. Hashtag Krang is your stepdad. Krang is our stepdad. <laughs> Krang is everyone's stepdad. <laughs> well, we don't want to keep it too much longer, Chris. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, other than the hashtag Krang is your stepdad, where else can people find your work and you? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, the main thing right now, as we've talked about, is Rude Tales of Magic, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, my friends and I play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we're, we're all improvisers, and uh, it, it, it kind of lends uh, a flair to the way the story goes. It's far beyond any other D&D game that I've played my entire life um, <laughs> and we have tremendous sound production and editing that like really make it into essentially an audio drama I think that I'm really mm. proud of oh um, yeah and, it's fair to and say and also we're very funny <laughs> <laughs> I can corroborate the fact that that is true it's true. Um, it's true before I forget too I should show you this beer I am drinking is a lich playing guitar whoa that's cool which I figured is relevant to you because your character Wish he's, he could be a lich playing guitar. <laughs> did not pull off becoming a lich. <laughs> That's his whole thing. He wanted to be a lich. Didn't work. That is, I do love that Like with this podcast, I can pitch character ideas uh, to the dungeon master that I would never be able to do in a regular game. You know, where you're like, you got to be a human, a dwarf, or an elf, or a hobbit. Um, and I'm like, okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to be a guy that looks like a skeleton. Now, okay, listen, for the rules purposes, whatever. It's human stats. Who cares? But yeah. like, uh, That's how you get to have a Sasquatch in there, right? Exactly. Well, I think actually Allie, uh, Allie Fisher, who plays the Sasquatch in our party, I think she was able to find some sort of uh, rule supplement that allowed for it. I'm not sure if that's oh. completely custom or not. I see. It mm. might be. I'm not sure. That's impressive. Very cool. There's a lot of races out there you can play as these days. That's rad. Oh, my God. But, yes, they can find you there. Anywhere else that folks can look you up or... Yeah, you can check, you can, you can check out my entire retinue at um, 
drhastings.biz. Ooh, very cool. And I'll have links to all of the comic books that I've written on Comixology or Amazon and uh, my webcomics on Twitter and Instagram and Patreon, as well as the podcast. That's the hub. Excellent. Tingo. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much, Chris. Yeah, thanks for talking Halloween with us. Thank you for asking me to come to your podcast to talk about my favorite holiday, Halloween. Halloween. Official capacity. Anytime. Every time, if you want. Every We're time. always here. A new annual tradition. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And, and uh, uh, that's the show. Uh, bye. Bye. There. Bye. Bye. <laughs>